Hi, I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. You're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Fertility Warriors. Thank you for tuning in and I'm so pleased that I get to share this space with you for a little bit today. Sorry if you are still trying to conceive this, obviously as per the title comes with a trigger warning because I will be talking about pregnancy. But I think that for everyone listening out there, they want to know a little bit more about what the next steps are, like what happens when you fall pregnant and, you know, what happens on the other side. And so I wanted to share with you a little bit today about my experience of working with warriors who are trying to conceive and then knowing what their story looks like on the other side. And part of the story that I know from the other side is because we have the Facebook group for pregnancy and mamas. So you can find that if you go to my Facebook page. So I'm facebook.com slash Robin Birkin official. And I think it should have groups there. And that's where you can join the pregnancy and mamas group where we kind of just chat about all things, you know, pregnancy and mamas. But one of the number one most common posts that we get from people who join that group is women who have fallen pregnant And, you know, like we all think that it's the finish line, don't we? Falling pregnant. It's the finish line. Everything ends when we fall pregnant and the struggle finishes, the anxiety finishes, and then we fall pregnant and we realize that, fuck, that was just the start of it. And a whole new set of fears come into play. So it's no longer what if I never fall pregnant or what if I don't become a mum? It's what if I lose this pregnancy? What if things don't work out? What if this baby has a medical condition? All of those kinds of things. Then we become a mum and it's a whole new set, but it's really common for a whole new set of fears to come into play. And I see a lot of fertility warriors spending their pregnancy filled with anxiety And that's really understandable, especially if you have lost a pregnancy or a baby before. And we have a lot of warriors who have been through that. So that's really understandable to have in the back of your mind that you're worried that that might happen. And I think that a little bit of worry and having thoughts in the back of your head is very different to having thoughts that dominate your mind and change the actions that you take okay so I want to talk to you a little bit about what I did during my pregnancies and how I coped with that but before I start I wanted to say this is why we have things like the fertility worry intensive and we think that the finish line is falling pregnant and then we discover that it's not and things like the fertility warrior intensive they are transferable to pregnancy, parenting, every other journey because it's about basically how to cope with hardships in life, how to get perspective, how to think rationally, how to deal with panic attacks, how to have a good relationship with our partner and 
just extends into parenting because all of those things are super important. All of those things are tested in parenting as well. But if you don't deal with the shit now, like if you don't deal with all of the thoughts and all of the ways that you're coping with things now, it's completely natural and understandable that that's going to then follow you into pregnancy. So a lot of the times we think like, oh, okay, great, it'll be over. And then if we discover that it's not over, I'm sorry if anyone out there does, but we experience a loss and then we don't have the tools to cope with that loss. So it's so important that we do in whatever format that you do. But you do have a whole new set of fears that come. I'd had a miscarriage. So there was that fear that maybe I would lose this next baby. And I had lots of strategies up my sleeve. One of those strategies was, I guess, just a general self-awareness. So all of the journaling, all of the like, you know, like worksheets from courses that I'd taken that had helped me gain some self-awareness and some perspective on my journey. But I would always come back to thinking that I'm going to enjoy every minute, every possible minute I have with this pregnancy, whether it's having this pregnancy just for a short time or getting to enjoy the full pregnancy. Uh, And that was a real change. Like I didn't, I would not have felt like that if I had not gone and done all of this work on like all of the junk inside my head. But if you fall pregnant, I want you to consciously work towards enjoying that pregnancy, bonding with the life that is inside you and, you know, really savoring every single moment that you have. The other thing that I want to talk about is Coming back to, and it's the same in the Fertility Warrior Intensive, coming back to the real life statistics that are something along the lines of once you get to 12 weeks, there's a 98% chance of success of you having this baby in your arms. 98%. That's still two in 100. And I'm sure that many of us all know one or two people who have been in that two in 100. But if we think of IVF and IVF success rates, the success rates for, like for IVF, it's like 65% chance of it not working. That's a big difference. If we look at like general early miscarriage rates, there's still a 75% chance of success, even though there's a 25% chance of a miscarriage. And so then when we look at, you know, getting to 12 weeks, there's a 98% chance of success. So we really need to work on coming back to the statistics that everything should work, right? Everything should work. We need to savor every single moment that we have with the pregnancy and then take actions that support that. So do you have affirmations that you use every morning. So Happy Mama with Amy Taylor Kabaz, she has some beautiful affirmations there. I'm sure there's others that you can buy, but those are the ones that I had. So Amy has those affirmation cards that you can use every day to just remind yourself. I remember one day driving to the hospital, feeling really anxious, and I would just sit there in the car reminding myself, everything's going to be okay, everything's going to be okay. And in my second pregnancy, I actually had 
like a 90% chance because I had major placenta previa, which we discovered at 20 weeks, of having a hemorrhage before my daughter was born. So I had real odds of ship going pear-shaped. She did a little bit go pear-shaped, but when I saw how I was coping as in comparison to how other people were coping, when I see how I coped with my hysterectomy compared to other people, I was added to a group that was about hysterectomies after cesareans. I can see that all of the work that I did was really important in helping me stay calm and rational. So I've mentioned affirmations, but one of the other things that was the most important thing is that I would be mindful. So I would always try to call myself back to the present. If you call yourself back to the present moment right now, wherever you are, whatever stage you're in, you are probably sitting on the train or sitting in your car or going for a walk. If you are in the present moment, like smell what is around you, have a look at what is around you. Try and come back to the reality. And the other thing is I would always say to myself, I'm going to assume that everything is okay until it's not. So I just said, like, unless someone tells me otherwise, I'm assuming that everything here is completely fine. And that was what I did. And until someone would tell me that things weren't, I wasn't going to worry. I wasn't going to stress. So never feel shame. If you fall pregnant or if you're a fertility client, never feel shame in calling up your clinic and asking for some advice. Or if you think something's not wrong, you have an instinct here. Like women have fantastic gut instincts and You are paying like a lot of money. The stakes are high. If you're having a baby, doesn't matter if you're going through, you know, like the public system or what it is, the stakes are high. So never feel ashamed or never feel like you can't ask. Generally in life, never feel like you can't ask a question. Okay. The worst that's going to happen is someone's going to tell you that they can't help you. And maybe you have to look for an answer elsewhere. And I don't mean look on Google. I mean, maybe you need to ask elsewhere maybe you need to take a step back and like listen to what they're saying that they're reassuring you it's fine but if you are pregnant and you're like "Mm, not sure if this is right don't ever hesitate to pick up the phone and just see what they say this is what's going on do you think this is normal or do you think this warrants concern likewise if you're on your fertility journey this is what's happening now do you think that this is normal or does this warrant any concern and they might tell you to come in. So oftentimes with pregnancy, people will have a low threshold, especially if you've been through infertility treatments and especially if you've had a loss before. So never feel afraid to call, but always assume that everything is fine until someone tells you otherwise. And throughout my marketing career, the other piece of advice that I've always lent on that has carried me through other times in my life is Don't panic until you need to panic, okay? So it's kind of similar to assume everything's fine until it's wrong, but don't panic unless you need to panic. So I think sometimes we can get really worked up, we can work ourselves up, and that's because we're starting to catastrophize situations and we need to work on that, but that's where we come and we bring ourselves back to the present. But don't panic. Sometimes it's not the time to panic yet. Like you're premature (laughs) with your panic. Sometimes you need to just wait, ask an expert, and just take things one step at a time. 
So one of the best sayings that I love is how do you eat the whale? One bite at a time. So just take it one step at a time, one day at a time, one hour at a time. If you fall pregnant, you don't feel the baby kick, lie down, have a sugary drink, see if the baby kicks, make a phone call if you need, but don't panic that, oh my God, the baby's not kicking. Properly assess it, take the right action, but don't necessarily panic unless you need to panic. So when I had a liver, I had a 90% chance of hemorrhaging. I hemorrhaged and I was really calm about it because I said to myself, I'm not going to panic until I need to panic. And I had a bag ready. So I was prepared. It doesn't mean that I was assuming that everything was going to be great and dug my head in the sand and pretended, you know, that I was la, 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 la. I'm not going to listen to anything anyone's going to say. I had a bag ready to rush to the hospital. I had my neighbor prepped to take me to the hospital because I needed to get there as soon as I could. And that was what happened. I had the plan. I was ready to go. If this happens, I'm going to do this. I calmly walked to her house. You need to take me to hospital now. She took me to hospital. They said, we're going to start taking Olivia out now. And I was like, okay. And then they said, in the surgery, your uterus is not contracting. We've tried everything that we know. We're going to need to give you a hysterectomy. And there's fixed and flexible things in life, right? There's things that we can change and there's things that we can't change. There's things we have no control over. We can't invest all of our energy and emotions into things that we can't change because it's basically just a waste. It's like hitting a brick wall with things. So it was a situation that I couldn't change. So there was no sense in me. I mean, obviously, like I had a moment to grieve that experience and, you know, that I definitely wouldn't be able to carry another child ever again. But on the same token... I was grateful for my blessings. I brought myself into the present moment of like, this is what's happening. This is where I'm at. Okay, this is happening and I can't change it. So I'm going to put my energy into other areas in my life. So that is pregnancy anxiety. It's going to happen. You are going to have thoughts about what if this doesn't work out. You're going to feel nervous as a parent generally and as a mum, even if you're not pregnant yet. As a mum, as a woman, that's what we do is we care for other people. We care about other people. And so it's super natural to really love this and want everything to work out and be nervous that it might not pan out but you can't let that dominate your thoughts you can't let that take over your actions so you need to take positive and constructive action on your journey you know to have a happy ending to savor every day that you have of this experience i feel like today's podcast is a little bit of you know like scattered thoughts but i hope that's helpful and if it has helped you please screenshot it Uh, for me on Instagram to make me feel better. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening and I hope to catch you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast with me, your host, Robin Birkin. If you would like more tools, resources and courses to help you survive your journey, please head to robinburkin.com. And if you like this podcast, please share it with others. I look forward to catching you at the next episode.